We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Hello, everyone, and welcome inside another edition of a Pack a Day podcast, a 365-day podcast every year. My name is Nick, and I am joined by my co-host today, Jacob Westendorf, and we are going to be breaking down the quarterback position of the Packers moving forward into the 2018 season. We'll talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers and his contract situation that is ongoing right now. We'll hear from him as well as we'll look at the backup quarterback position, which is obviously a storyline after everything that happened last year with Aaron Rodgers breaking his collarbone and Brett Hundley's less than stellar performance in the backup role as well as Deshaun Kaiser and his new role in the offense. So we'll start it off. Here is some audio from Aaron Rodgers talking about his current contract situation. Aaron, I don't know what you want to share publicly, but any talks on the extension and just your thoughts on going forward and things like that? Well, I think there's there's interest on both sides in, uh, in getting some done. They've obviously made a number of statements over the offseason. Um, but, uh, you know, again, my focus is here. I have a, a fantastic agent who's, who's, uh, takes care of anything associated with, uh, with my contract and, um, 
you know, there's just nothing to report right now. Like you said, you have two more years left on the deal. Are you okay playing this year? If, if a deal doesn't get done, just plan on the contract you have? Or, or do you think a deal will get done before the uh, start of the year? I mean, that's the what-if game, Rob. Um, I'm, uh, I'm on a contract for, for the next two years. Um, obviously, we'd like to lock something in, I think, at some point. The team has made that you know, public knowledge that they, they'd love to do that. I've said many times I'd love to finish my career here. So um, there's uh, more than mutual interest on both sides. So that's Aaron Rodgers, mutual interest on both sides. So, Jacob, what do you make of Aaron Rodgers' current contract situation? We've seen several quarterbacks get new contracts, extensions. What do you think about his contract situation, and why do you think he hasn't signed a new deal yet? Well, let me say, you know, first and foremost, I love the – Rodgers never seems to, whenever he's talking – take a passive passive aggressive shot at whatever you know the whole they put out a lot of statements or whatever there was some scuttle the last time when he was injured the first time around uh he looked right in the camera and said like whoever's putting reports out there and stuff like that so i just think that's funny there's nothing really out of that um as far as his contract goes i know there's been some scuttle and you know some other stuff a lot of the national media and such seem to want to push aaron Rodgers out the door uh, and we'll get to somebody specifically on that in a minute. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has said more than one time that he wants to stay in Green Bay for the remainder of his career. He knows what that means. He knows he saw firsthand what an ugly divorce can look like when his predecessor, Brett Favre, was traded because he couldn't make up his mind. So I don't think Rodgers wants to go through that. I think that he said, you know, more than once he's a proud Wisconsinite. He's an owner, well, minority owner for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's not something that somebody does if he wants to get out of town. As to why he hasn't signed a contract yet, I'm not sure. Because um, I know the last time he signed a contract extension, it was right before the draft. Uh, and it was around the same amount of time, if not the exact same amount of time, was left on his contract. So I'm not sure. Um, I think that a deal will get done. I don't think that there's any thought in the Packers' mind to just let him play out his contract, franchise tag him twice, and then say, okay, well, now you're 38 years old or whatever that plays out to. See you later. Um, I think it's better for all sides involved to get a contract done. Uh, Rodgers has mentioned it before. It'll get done at some point. Uh, a lot of people have pointed towards training camp as, like, the next deadline, if you will. Um, so we'll see. I mean, that's in about three or four weeks here uh, when training camp starts. So a deal will get done. It's just a matter of, you know, when, what the parameters are, and, how it's going to affect the, the salary cap, which everybody seems to have a fascination with. And so there have been rumors out there that Aaron Rodgers wants an opt-out clause with his new contract. Do you think that that is something that is holding up his new contract, and do you think that that's something that he actually wants, or do you think that's just a rumor because of whatever reason someone wants to put that out there? It could be. My understanding from the opt-out, it was – it was less like the LeBron James-esque thing, if you will, to kind of put pressure on the organization to kind of spend, 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 to make sure that they're going all in every year as far as spending money on free agents and stuff like that. It was more so about when someone like Mike Glennon gets a contract that is of a higher annual value or a higher guarantee than what Aaron Rodgers has. That was my understanding of what maybe the, the desire for an opt-out was for. Um, 
the Packers, I think, would try to avoid that if at all possible. Um, that could be a reason, though, that, you know, I mean, the reality is both sides know that they have a lot of time to play with. You know, Rodgers mentioned there's two years left on his deal. The Packers know that very same fact. So, you know, they don't have a, a huge amount of urgency to get a deal done. So that could be a reason that it comes out. I don't think it will end up in the deal just because the NFL, more than any other sport, the contracts favor ownership or the league more than, say, in the NBA or Major League Baseball because they have fully guaranteed contracts in those sports. So a lot of these contracts are, as Andrew Brandt puts it, you know, two years and then we'll see sort of thing. So I don't think he'll get an opt-out just because, like I mentioned, you know, uh, most of the time the contracts in football favor the team. Okay, well now you mentioned uh, about, you know, wanting to shove Rodgers out the door. So I just want you to, to take a listen to this piece of audio here. This is Colin Cowherd. Uh, this audio is uh, from last season, right after the Packers got embarrassed on Monday Night Football by the Detroit Lions. And this is Colin talking about Aaron Rodgers and wondering why a player of his caliber is rushing to re-sign with the Packers. Take a listen. You're doing all the lifting. You're always the one going the extra mile. You're always the one putting the time in. You're always doing stuff with the kids. You're always doing stuff for the business. That's not the kind of lopsided relationship you want to be in. You want to be in a relationship, and it's not always 50-50. It's not. I understand. Life's difficult, right? It's not always 50-50. Somebody's always doing a little more work. But it's kind of the 75-20 rule. Like, if you feel like you're doing three-quarters of the work in any relationship, personal, professional, get out of the relationship. So Aaron Rodgers is in one of those relationships now. Why do these Aaron Rodgers guys rush to sign with weak rosters? Peyton Manning gave all you quarterbacks a blueprint. I'm a free agent. Recruit me. Pete Carroll did. Jim Harbaugh did. Tennessee did. John Elway did. Jets did. Peyton Manning's like, oh, I'll take the best offensive line. I trust John Elway. Denver's got a good owner. And he picked the Denver Broncos. Aaron Rodgers can opt out. Why rush to re-sign with that roster? You're in a relationship now where you're doing the 75% thing. The Packers have shown their hand for years. They're not interested or they're incapable of landing significant free agents and often don't re-sign their own. Test the market, bro, unless you're in love with Brat's cold winters and that slick Green Bay suburb you live in. And cheese. <laughs> and cheese. What could Aaron get on the open market? You are open for business, dude. Accept offers. Marginal NBA guys hold NBA teams hostage. Why is Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers rushing to sign contracts with organizations that have not shown them the capability or interest in surrounding them with elite talent? That's Colin Cowherd asking why Aaron Rodgers is in such a rush, although as of right now it doesn't seem like there's much of a rush on getting back to sign with the Packers here. But from my perspective, I can understand the point that he is making. And now, granted, Green Bay has gone through some front office changes, you know, with Gutekunst being the new general manager now, Ted Thompson out. Thompson was, you know, usually very reluctant to sign free agents. But I personally feel that Colin has somewhat of a point here that, you know, and you see this a lot in the NBA. We just saw it with LeBron James, and I know they're different sports and different players, but 
there's been talk about how Aaron Rodgers is the most powerful player in the NFL in terms of bargaining chips, right? He he controls everything or should based on his athletic ability. And yet he almost has no power due to the way the rules are set up with the collective bargaining agreement and everything. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you somewhat think, Jake, that, you know, Green Bay hasn't done as much for me as they probably can, right? He, I feel, in my opinion, is doing most of the work. He is the reason why they're contenders. And we saw a lot of that last year when he got hurt. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you give consideration at all to, hey, you know, there isn't a reason to rush into re-signing with Green Bay? Uh, I mean, it's a fair question. I think that, you know, something that is interesting to me is when these people say, you know, the starting quarterback got hurt and then, you know, the team after that was bad. But for the most part, anything that doesn't involve Bill Belichick uh, as the head coach, when the starting quarterback gets hurt, the team sucks. So, for example, the Indianapolis Colts were a 13-3 and team. You could pencil them in for 12, anywhere from 10 to 13 wins every year when Peyton Manning was healthy. Peyton Manning has neck surgery. They're the worst team in the NFL. Um, I don't necessarily buy into the narrative that the Packers would be like the Cleveland Browns without Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> now, are there some things that they have failed on in the last, well, what has it been, eight years since they've won a Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, you know, the lack of willingness to change things on defense, for example, outside of strictly just personnel, was was a blunder. I mean, if you want to say, for example, that 2011, Dom Capers had earned an opportunity to reprove himself because he had just had one of the better defenses in football the year prior, and the Packers won the Super Bowl that year. Okay, Uh, but there's really no excuse for 2013, 14, 16, because the 15 defense was good in 2017, uh, for those defenses being as bad as they were. Um, But at the same time, the Packers have invested a large amount of their salary structure into... Rodgers' wide receiving core. They had two $10 million wide receivers this year. Uh, they do still with Devontae Adams around. They did just cut Jordy Nelson. but So they have two $10 million receivers and a $10 million tight end. Um, they have invested heavily into their offensive line. If an offensive lineman has been good, they've kept him, uh, at least for a second contract, and they've cycled guys in and out. That's just kind of the nature of the business. You know, the the New England Patriots do sort of the same thing with Tom Brady. They're not exactly out there going out and getting guys like Tremaine Johnson or whoever, you know, name your big ticket free agent. The Patriots aren't very often involved in those guys. They just win because Bill Belichick's the best coach. Tom Brady's one of the best quarterbacks ever. And they have a pretty good defense every year. Where the Packers have fallen short is on the defensive side of the ball. Um... And we'll, I mean, we'll talk about that as we get closer to the season. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, like I mentioned earlier, I just watched what an ugly divorce can look like. Um, you know, Brian Gutekunst has done some pretty good things in his six months as a general manager. I would be willing to see that through. And I don't think that football, more than anything, is where quarterbacks and such, you know, that one team thing seems to matter more uh, than any sport for some reason. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, Rodgers saw what an ugly divorce can look like. There are Packer fans still, not many, 
there are Packers fans that still haven't forgiven Brett Favre for putting on a purple number four. So, I mean, imagine Aaron Rodgers playing for the San Diego Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers now, or something like that. So, I think Aaron would stay. I don't think that there's any uh, anything to worry about there. All right, well, now let's switch gears here to the backup quarterback position, as it was a major storyline from last year. So, Brett Hundley, as of right now, we presume is still the backup. I know some Packer fans that might, you know, give them an ulcer. Uh, It bothers me. Uh, I don't think he is a good option as a backup. They have Deshaun Kaiser, who they just traded for from the Cleveland Browns. A lot of people are excited about him. I've heard mixed reviews so far of his time here in Green Bay. And they have one other quarterback on the roster right now. I believe they drafted him. Uh, I don't know his name or anything about him. I could be wrong. Uh, But So give us an idea, Jacob, of what you think the backup position is going to look like. Are we going? Is Brett Hundley going to be on the roster come week one? Is if he is, is he going to be the true backup or is he going to be the third string? What do you see for Brett Hundley this coming season? Uh, I do think he'll be on the roster. I think that the chance of trying to move him off of the roster that ship kind of sailed. The only way I could see him not making the roster is you mentioned that they have a fourth quarterback and I'm trying to find his name but I don't have it off the top of my head either if he plays well enough to where they think they can keep him on the practice squad and they have a roster crunch at another position and they decide to take an extra linebacker or cornerback or something like that into the season with them instead of the third quarterback uh, then that's a possibility that Hundley won't be on the roster but in a vacuum I would imagine that they're keeping Brett Hundley because you're not going to be able to trade him for anything, um, which kind of makes those whole conversations that we all kind of hypothetically had about can they get a second-round pick for Brett Hundley or something like that because obviously they're not going to get anything now. Uh, But, I mean, they didn't trade Demarius Randall and acquire Deshaun Kaiser for him to be the third-string quarterback. They did that because... Their interest in Deshaun Kaiser is well-documented. They considered drafting him 33rd overall the previous year when they picked Kevin King, and then they traded a significant asset. I suppose your opinion on Demarius Randall can vary, but it was a significant asset from the standpoint of, at the time, the Packers didn't have any corners, and Randall was arguably their best corner from the year before. So they didn't trade him to let Kaiser rot on the inactive list every week. I think eventually Kaiser's talent will shine through. I was a big proponent of his going into his draft. I think he will be the primary backup quarterback. Uh, Hunley, I think he ends up on the roster. I just don't know in what capacity uh, that means. If there's an extra guy they can take as a corner, then they could cut Hunley and keep the keep the fourth guy, so to speak, on the practice squad. But if there's not another guy like that, then I think they keep three quarterbacks and Hunley's the other one. So Deshaun Kaiser, he was a rookie last year in Cleveland, Uh, obviously struggled, but hard to blame him for the struggles in Cleveland, as Cleveland has numerous problems. Do you think that he will improve beyond where he was last year? And this is a very 
down the road question, and it's very hypothetical because, like, it's it's a four or five year question. But is he a quarterback that could potentially five years from now, if Aaron Rodgers decides I'm hanging it up, is he a quarterback that could potentially replace Aaron Rodgers if he retires and take over and be a franchise quarterback? That's a good question because his contract will run out before you know four or five years from now, so the Packers would have to make a decision on that, obviously. I think Kaiser can be a really good backup, and he'll probably be a starter on bad teams, basically, is the way that I would put that. Is he could probably be a starter on a bad team. If he's a starter on a team that you want to be good, uh, then you're probably not going to like that too much. Um so I think that you know he's, he's he can come in and fit in as a backup. Let Mike McCarthy teach him that kind of quarterback school that has become a mockery of late, just because of the way Brett Hundley played last season. Though I don't know how much I attribute that to Mike McCarthy, uh, but let him let him go through that quarterback school, see what he's got in the preseason. Let him play with the ones like he did Brett Hundley the previous year, and set him up for success to the point where. The way that you want this to go is, let's just say, I mean, we haven't really had to experience this as Packers fans because Rodgers has either played the whole season or broken his collarbone and missed a vast majority of it. And there really hasn't been much in between. Realistically, what you want from your backup quarterback is, can he come in and if you have four games with him in, can he get you two and two? Can he get you three and one? Can he play well enough to do those things? Brett Hundley didn't do that last year. Uh, and quite frankly, I mean, there were a lot of games where even the games they won, it was really hard to watch for three and a half quarters. Uh, he just found a way to make a couple plays at the end of the games. But, I mean, every home game with Brett Hundley was terrible. Uh, there wasn't – outside even the even the Tampa Bay Bucks game, that one was hard to watch. I, and that's the only one that they won at home, I believe, in Hundley's absence. So – you're hoping for, can Kaiser get you, let's just say he has to play those four games, can he get you three and one and keep you in it until Aaron Rodgers comes back? Because the reality is, this season, every season, whatever, if Rodgers doesn't play, they're not going to the Super Bowl. And I know Nick Foles just played in the Super Bowl. He played really well and he won. That's great. Those are the exceptions to the exception to the exception to the rules. So that's what you're hoping for with the backup quarterback situation. Can he at least give them average quarterback play? Because if he gives them average quarterback play, if you look at some of the games they lost last year or looked really bad in, they probably win some of those games. And then if they do, then we're looking at a playoff season instead of, you know, seven and nine and looking forward to the top 15 in the NFL draft. All right. Well, very quick. We're out of time here. Jacob, how can our listeners follow you uh, to keep up to date with what you're doing? Absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Jacob Westendorf. I've been, some of you that have been through this Cheesehead TV stuff have seen me before. I'm the host of Pulse of the Pack with Jason Perrone. I did some off-season stuff with Ross Uglum. And Nick and I will be here all season long doing uh, doing this pack-a-day kind of stuff. It's a new, a new idea and a new thing. So I'm excited. I'm sure Nick's excited. And uh, we're ready to bring you Packers coverage. Absolutely awesome. And if any of you are interested in following me, you can follow me at Sports Schmitty on Twitter. 
And like Jacob said, we'll be doing this. I think you'll be hearing from us about every two weeks. And thanks again for listening. And be sure to check out all of our Pack-A-Day contributors on Twitter. Follow, subscribe, like. If you have any specific content you want us to talk about, make sure you give us those ideas on Twitter, whether it's just comments, direct messages, however you want to do that. We are all so excited to be bringing you this content. We can't wait to continue to do more of these. We're looking forward to it so much. We're so excited for the start of this. Thanks again for listening, guys, and always, Go Pack Go! Rodgers gets the snap. Blitz is on. Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up rainbow. Cobb. He's got Cobb in the 10 to the yes. To the end zone. Touchdown and a dagger. Oh, my goodness. An NFC North Division Championship dagger of 47 yards. Hasselback maybe changing the play of the line. Looks left and right. Takes the snap. Short drop. Quick throw. Left side. Yes. Yes. Scrambles to his left under pressure, rolling right, escapes, right side looking, rainbows high and deep into the end zone, and it is caught, caught for a touchdown, a leaping touchdown catch is made, and the Packers have won, unbelievable. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com